Praise the Lord. I'm glad the Lord has given us an opportunity um, to come here um, tonight. I'm glad you guys are here. You guys are a blessing to us. And uh, we're thankful for the burden of missions at this church and uh, where you guys stand uh, on missions. And I'm thankful for that. So Genesis chapter number 48. There he is. We're beginning to come to an end of this series. Um, if you would, uh, I, I can I can look here and uh, see. Let me see. Let's see. There is. I hit the wrong button, so you know how that all works too. And uh, I want to say there's 22 messages on the on the life of Joseph. And um, naturally, that's how things work. But um, there's a lot, and the Lord's helped us. The Lord's helped us a lot, and uh, but He's not done helping us yet. And so we got a few more messages. I can't tell you how many exactly. Um, I've read from Genesis chapter 37 to Genesis chapter 50 about 150 times, it seems, and uh, I should be able to quote it, but I'm not able to. And so you pray the Lord will help us. Last week we looked into our series. Um, on I preached out of verse number 29 of chapter 47. Preached on the time drew nigh that Israel must die. And, um, but remember, Israel's not dead yet. He's, uh, he's not dead yet, and in this chapter, he's not dead either. And so, as we are beginning to come to an end, I'm, uh, I, I'm just ready to see what the Lord has left. This is Genesis chapter 48. We're going to read the whole chapter tonight, and I'm going to try to preach on it. I'm telling you, I told you I was going to preach an hour. I might not be lying about that. And so, um, but I, I, I hope to be done at a decent time. And so, let's read their scripture tonight, and um, we'll go back through them, and uh, we'll read the whole chapter. You, uh, you can stand if you'd like to and able, but you do not have to. We can reverence the Word of God sitting down too. All right. Well, the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 48 and verse number 1, and it came to pass after these things that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And one told Jacob and said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee. And Israel strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. And Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. And said unto me, Behold, I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee, and I will make, thee of a, make of thee a multitude of people. And will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. And now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were... Um, and I, I do want you to notice that those names are switching. And so that name just switched. Right there in verse number 1, it's Manasseh and Ephraim. Verse 5, it's Ephraim and Manasseh which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt before I came unto thee in Egypt, are mine as Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. And thy issue which thou begettest after them shall 
be thine and shall be called after the name of their brethren in their inheritance. And as for me, when I came from Padan, uh, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan in the way. When yet there was but a little way to come unto Ephrath, and I buried her there in the way of Ephrath, the same as Bethlehem. And Israel beheld Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons whom God hath given me in, the play, in this place. And he said, Bring them, I pray thee, unto me, and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them, and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God hath showed me also thy seed. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. And Joseph took took them both, Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel, left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand. And brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his hand, right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger in his left hand upon Manasseh's head, guiding his hand wittingly, for Manasseh was the firstborn. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my, all my life long unto this day, the angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name. He's praying. Let my name be named on them in the name of my fathers Abraham and and Isaac and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, this is the critical point here. It displeased him, it displeased Joseph. And he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head into Manasseh's head. And Joseph said unto his father, Not so, my father. For this is the firstborn, put thy right hand upon his head. And his father refused and said, I know it, my son, I know it. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. And he blessed them that day, saying, In thee, that, in thee shall Israel bless, saying, God make thee an Ephraim and as Manasseh. And he said an Ephraim before Manasseh. And Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, but God shall be with you and bring you again into the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to thee one portion above thy brethren, which I took out of the hand of Amorite with my sword and with my bow. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Lord, we love you. Lord, we pray you'd help us tonight. We pray, God, that you would just give us uh, what we stand in need of tonight, Lord. And we pray, God that you would just uh, help us, Lord. Help me to preach with an unction and the power of the Holy Ghost. I can do nothing without you, Lord. We pray, God, that you and you alone will be magnified and no man would bring any glory to himself save Jesus and he alone. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight we read Genesis chapter number 48. Uh, and last week I preached, as I mentioned, the times are now that Israel must die. To Genesis chapter 47 uh, Israel was getting ready to die. He was beginning to die. And um, this week, uh, Jacob is coming even closer unto death. And 
Jacob is still 147 years old as he was last week and that is the age that Jacob will die. And so we know it's a very close time that Jacob is getting ready to come to death. Uh, Yet as he strengthens himself enough to sit up on his bed here, he finds his mind slipping back to some times of old. Uh, And his mind goes back and he thinks about happy times. Uh, He thinks about those times that were blessed by God. Uh, He goes on and he thinks about hard times. He thinks about times, uh, those times when it didn't seem God could be there uh, and then he thinks about humbling times those times when God used something in his life to teach him something uh, to uh, be better in the future, then he thinks about the times, uh, the here times the times of here and now uh, the things that are taking place then uh, and the things that are upon him at that time and he sat and he pondered upon those, uh, he wasn't dead yet he was getting ready to be dead but he was not dead yet, uh, you'll find next week he's going to be alive again he's still going to be alive Uh, and then he he also spoke of the times of hereafter Um, they're still ahead uh, for Jacob Uh, whether he'll be there or whether he'll not be there uh, the future is still impending if you will Uh, and so I believe what we see in these verses this evening will teach us some valuable lessons uh, uh, as death will eventually land on our turn Uh, one day death will land on your turn uh, and on my turn and we can, we can learn uh, to do what we can while we can so we don't wish we would have while we could have. Uh, and let, let's look at Jacob so, as Jacob looks at some things tonight. Uh, I'm going to preach on this thought, looking at what was, is, and will be. Uh, looking at what was, is, and will be. I want you to notice four points tonight and I'll try to be fast. Uh, I want you to notice number one tonight, Jacob looked at some past pictures uh, in his mind. Uh, as Jacob realized that death was soon approaching him uh, what was uh, and he, he, he happened to pop up in his mind some things uh, of what was began to pop up in his mind and he looked at some uh, he, and he saw some pictures uh, um, to, uh, of some prominent things that took place in his life if you will uh, and I want you to notice a few things uh, in verse number 3 and verse number 4 uh, and Jacob said unto Joseph God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz uh, in the land of Canaan and blessed me uh, and said unto me behold I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee uh, and I will make of thee a multiple, multitude of people and will give this land uh, to thy seed after thee, after thee for everlasting uh, um, possession. Uh, I want you to notice that his mind went back to a special place in life. Uh, and Jacob remembered a night when he met God. Uh, he remembered an encounter at a place called Bethel in Genesis uh, chapter number 28 uh, and Jacob remembered what happened in that place and that night uh, and he remembered the covenant that the Lord made with him uh, and he remembered that the, the promises that God gave to him at that place uh, and here he was and even as he was uh, uh, seemingly uh, in his dying breaths uh, Jacob remembered the place and the time where he met God uh, and I, I like to preach uh, I like to preach um points and preach applications uh, and there's going to be applications to all of this tonight. Uh, But I tell you beloved, I want to ask you, do you have a special place in your life? Uh, A special place, do you have a place in your past where you met God? uh, Where God met with you? Uh, uh, Can you go there in your mind and remember that place right now? Uh, I think it's great to have one. Uh, Some people may not, but I think it's a great thing to have and I thank God for my special places. Uh, You know, I grow more fond of them as the days go by. 
And I believe as Jacob is in his dying breaths, uh, he's more fond of it than he was then. Uh, he's closer to him than he was then. Uh, he's thinking back at the special place in his life when God met with him. Uh, and if you never made one, uh, here's a good place for it. Uh, there's a good altar around this place uh, that God can still use uh, and put a place in your life where you can go back to when the devil comes at you uh, and realize uh, when you're doubting your salvation, there's a God in heaven who met with you. Uh, when you're dealing, when you're dealing with all kinds of circumstances, uh, there's a God who met with you. Uh, when you're dealing with so many different situations in your life, uh, and it doesn't seem like anything's going right in your life, uh, there's still a God that met with you. Uh, it's good to know that you've got a place that you can go back to. Uh, secondly, I want you to notice in verse number seven, we're going to be moving around. And as for me, when I came from Badan, uh, um, Rachel died uh, by me in the land of Canaan in the way uh, when yet there was but a little way to go uh, to come into Ephrath uh, and I buried her there in the way of Ephrath that same is Bethlehem. I want you to notice his mind went back uh, not only to a special place to to a a specific person uh, in his life. Uh, Here Jacob is. He's looking back uh, and he remembered the greatest love uh, and the greatest heartbreak of his life and he thought of his beloved wife Rachel and maybe he remembered how he felt when he first saw her and maybe he remembered their love and maybe he remembered uh, how he had to work 14 years uh, in order to get her uh, and maybe he remembered all the happy times that they shared and one thing he surely did remember though is how she died he remembered how she died and the pain and the heartbreak and the things and I'm sure the preacher has been through some of that but Jacob put that in high esteem as he mentioned her here and she has been dead for a while now but but, but Jacob has not forgotten her is my point and as he looked back at his beloved as he looked there as he couldn't see but he looked and he was talking to his beloved son Joseph, his mind went back uh, to his beloved wife Rachel, is the, who, is, who is Joseph, Joseph is the firstborn of her, uh, and remember there was only two kids born of Rachel and that's uh, Joseph and Benjamin, uh, and here he is and he thought back, he thought back to her uh, looking at the promises of God, and here he is, I tell you we can take some time and think of all the important people that God has placed in our life and think of how they shaped us uh, and how they made us to the person in whom we are today uh, and it's good to remember them. Uh, It's good to take a moment to thank God for the people He's placed in our life. Uh, It's good to do that and as as I seemingly have taken many for granted I tell you I'm thankful for who I have in my life today. Amen. He looked at a special place a specific person uh, and then we notice in verse number 16 here uh, the angel which redeemed me from all evil bless thee lads and let my name be named on them in the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac and let them grow in a multitude uh, in the midst of the earth. He also his mind went back to a spiritual point in life uh, to a spiritual point as Jacob uh, blesses Joseph's sons here he remembers uh, an angel and he remembers a divine encounter with the Lord uh, that changed his life forever in Genesis chapter 32. Uh, we preached on the night when Jacob became Israel and here he is and this is the day uh, that he became Israel. Remember that day? Uh, Jacob wrestled with the Lord that night when the sun grew up. Uh, when the sun rose up the next morning he walked different. Uh, things were changed in his life. Uh, changed, things were changed for the rest of his life uh, and he remembers that day as a wonderful moment in his life uh, and, he, and he remembers when God changed his life uh, 
forever. There's an application here, friend. Uh, I tell you something. Do you remember that day when the Lord changed your life forever? I tell you, I know where I was saved. I know when I was saved. Uh, doesn't matter if you know a time. Uh, doesn't matter if you know what you said. It just matters if you're saved. Uh, that matters a lot. And I tell you, but I surely remember the day when the Lord changed my life. Uh, and I pray you do too. Amen. Amen. So he... Jacob looked at some past pictures in his life. Uh, and past pictures back in his mind. Then secondly, I want you to notice, uh, Jacob looked uh, at the potentate's provision. I'm not, I'm not spanning this too far. The scripture does use the word potentate. It means sovereignty. Uh, and the potentate's provision in his mind. And, and Jacob, in some of his dying breaths, uh, he looks back over the years of his life and he remembers uh, uh, some of the times when God blessed him along the way. Uh, and I bet you and I can relate to that tonight, right? Uh, yeah, man, I want you to notice a few of them. Uh, we can look in verse number 3. And Jacob said, uh, um, Unto Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me and Luz in the land of Canaan, bless me. Uh, verse number 11, the Bible tells, And Israel said unto Joseph, I, I had not thought to see that face and lo God had showed me uh, thy seed uh, also thy seed uh, we can look in verse number 21 uh, and find in Israel said unto Joseph behold I die but God shall bring be with you uh, and bring you again in the land of your fathers uh, there is some promises there uh, there's some uh, provision there uh, from the potentate that's mentioned in those three verses uh, I want you to notice a few of them he looked back at some stunning plans of God uh, the stunning plans of God Jacob looks back uh, and he remembers the time God moved in his life uh, to accomplish the Lord's will uh, and, and to lead Jacob into the right path uh, and to move in Jacob's life. And I tell you what, I thank God for the plans uh, that he has of the lives of his people. Friend, I'm, I'm sure we could all look back over your and my lives. Uh, we could look back and we could remember the, the stunning plans of God in our lives. Uh, the times when God moved. Uh, the time when God helped us. Uh, the times when God delivered us. Uh, the times when you your plans changed because it wasn't his plans. Uh, everybody with me? Uh, I tell you, I, I remember those days. Hey, my plans were to play baseball. Uh, I was going to college and I was going there, but God had a different view when he when he about tore my tendon out uh, of my senior year. Uh, I tell you, the truth is, friend, uh, God has some plans in our lives. Amen. Amen. He looked back at those plans. Then secondly, I want you to notice in verse number 15, the scripture says, And blessed jo- blessed Joseph and said, God before whom I, my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk, the God which fed me all my long, life long unto this day. I, I want you to notice they look back at some significant privilege uh, pro- provisions of his life. Uh, the, 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 some significant priv- priv- uh, uh, provisions. I want to say privilege. That's a good thing too uh, of his life. Uh, and that's not even in my points. That's not the next one either. But I tell you is that he spoke here of the God as the one as the one which fed me he said uh, which fed me all uh, all the day all my life long uh, unto this day uh, the one who fed him that word fed means the same thing that the word fed means today uh, it means uh, unless you're in the country sometimes it means I'm fed up uh, but it means I was feeding I have been fed uh, he has already done it it has come to pass uh, he 
He has done it. And Jacob remembers the time and time again uh, the provisions of the Lord. Uh, and he remembered that they had been sufficient. Uh, they had been enough. Uh, they were enough the whole time. Uh, he remembers the God who always came through for him. Uh, now friend, we could remember back in this series just a little bit uh, and we'd find that they went through two, not one, uh, but two famines throughout the land. Uh, they dealt with a famine in the land of Canaan. Uh, then when they got to Goshen, they dealt with another famine. Uh, and they were all, we already know uh, that they were provided for that. Jacob, Joseph provided for them uh, throughout all of those things. Uh, he remembers the God who came through for him. Uh, and friend, I tell you, that is the God that we serve today. Uh, that's the God that I serve. Uh, that's the God that you serve. Uh, there's been some times in my life uh, I've seen God provide over and over and over again. Uh, but uh, can I tell you tonight, uh, there's one time that I cannot re- uh, I cannot state. Uh, there's one time uh, that I can never say anything about. Uh, and that's a time uh, that's never been. Uh, there's never been a time when God's failed me. Uh, there's never been a time when God hadn't provided for me. Uh, he said He would. Uh, and if you'll keep Him at His word through faith, uh, then guess what, friend? He will. Uh, it's just as simple as that. Uh, but my God uh, shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalms 37, uh, he said very clearly, I have been old and now I'm young. Excuse me, I have been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. I tell you, we got a God in heaven who's faithful. We got a God in heaven who's been, who's done and promised what He would do and He will not break His promises. He's a God who gives significant provisions. For you and I, friend, God has been good to me. And also we can look at, as Joseph, I mean Jacob looked back in verse number 2, and one told Jacob, said, Behold thy son Joseph cometh unto me, and Israel strengthened himself. He sat upon the bed. He looked at the sovereign power of God. You say, how do you get that in these verses? Well, let me just tell you. Do you, see the, do, do you see the translation in these verses? The transition in these verses? And one told Jacob and said, Behold thy son Joseph cometh unto me. And Jacob said, no, that's not what it says. It says in Israel. There's a transition right there. There's something that there. Uh, and at the beginning of the verse, he's called Jacob. Uh, and then at the end of the verse, he's called uh, Israel. Jacob means supplanter. It means shyster. It means uh, trickster. It means all of those things. Uh, Israel means prince of God. Uh, there's a difference that takes place. Uh, and as he is at death's door, uh, Jacob takes time to remember when God changed his life. Uh, he looks back. Uh, he remembers his sovereign power at work. Uh, only God can change a man only God can take a black heart wash it in red blood and make it white as snow only God can do that and friend that has been my experience and that has been your experience too if you've ever been saved I bless the Lord for changing my life I bless the Lord for taking me out of what I was and putting me into what I am and friend all I know is is I was blind and now I see all I know is is I couldn't walk and I can now 
now. All I know is, is that I was lost, but now I'm found. I'm going to go on and on and on. I was in darkness, now I'm in the light. Friend, all I know is I ain't who I used to be. All I know is that God said I was a new creature, and that's what I am. He tells us very clearly, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things, if all means all in the Bible, it means all. And it does mean all. All things have become new. Hallelujah. Jacob looks at some past pictures. He looks at the potentate's provision. Thirdly, Jacob looks at the persistent present of the moment. What he's in. As he's looking, he he could I could imagine him saying, Hey, uh, hey, he was good then, uh, but get this, he's still good now. He's still been good now. He's still been gracious to me now. He's still doing what he used to do to me now. He ain't changed. Why? Because he's the same forever yesterday, forevermore. He's the same today, yesterday, forevermore, if I could quote that right. He is the same God. He, he said, I'm the Lord God. Guess what? I change not. He didn't put the guess what in there, but he ain't going to change. He ain't going to change, friend. I want you to notice a few things uh, here in these verses. Uh, Let's look at verse 8. The Bible says in Israel, I know we normally go verse by verse this way in order, but we're not doing that this time. I'm sorry. Verse number 8, the scripture says, And Israel beheld uh, Joseph's son and said, Who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons whom God hath given me in this place. Uh, And he said, Bring them, I pray thee, unto me, and I'll bless them. Uh, Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them uh, near unto him, and he kissed them and embraced them and Israel said unto Joseph I had not thought to see thy face and lo God had showed me also thy seed can I I put that in just a little term here he's saying hey I didn't think I'd ever see you but I'm looking at your seed too I didn't think I'd ever get to see you you were dead 22 years ago but I can see you now he looked at the confirming grace of God Jacob loves loves on the two sons of Joseph and if if we were to remember back we remember that there was a time uh, as I just said that Joseph was dead. Uh, Joseph wasn't alive uh, he had done seen the he had done seen the coat of many covers, colors covered in blood. Uh, he had done been killed uh, by a lion, by a bear, by something. Uh, oh my, he had done been done all those things uh, but now uh, and there wouldn't, there wouldn't be any offspring from Joseph not in the eyes of Jacob there wouldn't be no offspring from him. He said remember I'm going to go to my grave grieving him I'm going to go to my grave. But now, by the grace of God, uh, Jacob not only sees Joseph again, uh, but no, uh, he also sees Joseph's two boys, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. And that is grace, friend. Uh, that is grace. Uh, application, can you see the confirming grace of God uh, in your life? Uh, I can. Uh, and listen, what I say confirming, uh, that means it ain't a maybe. That means it's an absolute. It is a fact uh, that God uh, has given us grace. If you've been saved you've been given grace. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not the gift of God. Excuse me. It is the gift of God. I can't even get it right now but I tell you this. I tell you this. I can see His grace in this ministry. I can see His grace in your ministry. I can see His grace in this church. In my life. In my family. Hey God sustained us again. I'm seeing things. I'm doing things. 
church that two years ago. Uh, you, uh, you'd have never told me I'd have just got back from Scotland. Uh, you'd never told me that I just got the opportunity today uh, to go to an Africa at the beginning of the year. Uh, you never told me any of those things. Uh, but I'll tell you the truth, friend. Uh, God has been gracious to me. Thank God for His grace. He looked at confirming grace of God. Then he also, in verse number 5, the scripture says, Now thou two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt. Behold, I came unto thee in Egypt, are mine. Into Egypt are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they are, shall be mine. The issue which thou begettest after them shall be thine, and shall be called after the name of their brethren. And their inheritance. Not only did he see the confirming grace of God, but secondly, he also looked at the continual grace of God. The continual grace of God. Jacob claims the two sons of Joseph are as his own and gives them an inheritance among Joseph's brethren. Now, now he is, in effect, giving Joseph the double portion here. In effect, in essence, he's giving him the double portion of the firstborn. Now, you've got to study your Bible, and I pray you do, and I think you do. Uh, but, but, but what I tell you is that we, we can look at all these things, and we, and we can see this. Could you turn with me Joshua chapter 14, just quickly. Joshua chapter 14, turn over there with me, real quick. Now, this is a blessing. Uh, Joshua chapter 14, verse number 1, uh, the Scripture saith, uh, And these are the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eliezer the priest and Joshua the son of Nun, uh, he didn't have no daddy, and the heads of the fathers of the the tribes of the children of Israel distributed uh, for inheritance to them. Uh, by lot was their inheritance, uh, as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses uh, for the nine tribes. Uh, and speaking of tribes here, and for the half tribe, for Moses had given the inheritance of two tribes uh, and a half tribe on the other side of Jordan. But unto the Levites, uh, he gave none inheritance among them. Uh, for the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Now I tell you something here, uh, as they're mentioned, uh, it, you know, it's not, it's not Joseph. It doesn't say, and these were the tribes uh, of Joseph. It does not say this is Joseph's tribe. Uh, no, it says these are the sons of Joseph, uh, and this is their tribes, uh, Manasseh and Ephraim. Uh, not Joseph, but Manasseh and Ephraim. It is a continual blessing. It is a continual grace of God. Uh, that is the inheritance of the nation of Israel. Some many years later to what we're talking right here. The nation of Israel, some of the inheritance went to Joseph's two brethren. Two sons, excuse me. The grace that was active in Jacob's life flowed from him to generations ahead of him. I'm telling you, in other words, because of the grace of God uh, that, 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 that was on Jacob, uh, he was able to hand down an heritage. He was able to hand down a legacy uh, to those who followed him, and that is what we ought to be doing today. Amen. Amen. That's what we ought. I got two boys and another one here. Friend, I tell you, I got, I got it. I got it. And I tell you the truth right now uh, is that I want them to see Daddy uh, preaching. Amen. I mean, not tickling ears. I'm not talking about just whispering. Uh, I'm not talking about just doing this. Uh, and no, that. I'm talking about preaching. Amen. Amen. Preaching. And I want them to see that. I want them to see the Spirit of God. But I also want them to see Daddy preaching, uh, but not just preaching Daddy. I want the unction of the Holy Ghost. And I want them to see the touch of God on me. 
Because I can't do it without him, friend. I cannot do it at all. Uh, and Jacob, here he is. Uh, and just as, uh, um, uh, just as Jacob uh, here handed down uh, his blessings to his grandchildren, uh, and we ought to strive to hand down uh, the gifts of God's great grace. Hey man, I want to hand down a legacy of preaching. Worship, obedience to God, to those who come behind me. I want to do that. It's my heart's desire. It's my heart's desire. And I want my kids to see me be a Christian at home. It's important, friend. Not only did you look at the continual grace of God, but thirdly, I'm not going to read these verses because it's all of them. He looked at the coming grace of God. Verse number 12 through verse number 20. You can read them later. We just read them. He looked at the coming grace of God. In these verses, Jacob blesses Joseph's sons. But Jacob gives the blessing of the firstborn to Ephraim instead of Manasseh. You say, that's nothing significant. Manasseh was the firstborn. Manasseh was the firstborn, and Jacob, Joseph tries to intervene with that. Remember, he took his father's hand off him. He tries to intervene, uh, um, and sus- maybe, maybe suspecting that jo- Jacob uh, was, 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 uh, uh, couldn't see anything or, or was too old, and he didn't know what he was doing uh, or whatever in verse number 18. Uh, um, but Jacob uh, was, ca- was, was carrying out the will of God. That's what he's doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He tells him that in verse number 19. His father refused. He said, listen, I, I know it, my son. I know it. I know what I'm doing. And I tell you is that if you study the scriptures, you'll find that in the kingdom age, Ephraim becomes the most powerful and the most populous tribe in Israel. Powerful and the most populous tribe. And with Manasseh being the second though. He's still the second. But he's the first and biggest and the populous and the most powerful tribe. What a blessing that is. He couldn't have done it without the sovereign hand of God. But I tell you, it may not always seem right. My point is my application here. It might not always seem right when things take place. But God's will will always be right. No matter if you like it or not, it'll always be right. Amen. He looked at the coming grace of God. Past pictures, both dates, provision, persistent presence, present. And then lastly, I want you to notice Jacob looks at the plenteous promises of the morrow, if you want me to go ahead, the future. Jacob ends his conversation in conclusion. The conversation of his life getting ready to be conclusion of his life and he remembers and he begins to talk on the promises of God in his life. Promises of God. And these promises are a blessing and they're something that we can can interact with, friend. I want you to notice three of them. I want you to notice number one, he looked at their rich inheritance. Rich heritage. Verse number 21. And Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, but God shall be with you. And bring you again into the land of your fathers. God had a plan for Israel. God wasn't done with Israel. 
And I tell you, he led them into, uh, and, and, and one day at that time, uh, he would lead them out and back to the land of Canaan. Back, he was going to lead them back to the land of Canaan. Uh, they done went through the red blood. Uh, they done walk, walked through the uh, wilderness and didn't grow worth anything hardly until they finally made it out. Uh, but here he is, uh, and here they are uh, at this point of time. Uh, and he, they, they had a rich inheritance. Uh, they a heritage, uh, and God had made certain promises uh, to their fathers, uh, and He would keep those promises to these people. Amen. He's still going to keep promises to those people. Amen, friend. Amen. But you know, we have a rich heritage too. I know know where this church used to stand. I know all that kind of stuff. But I tell you the truth, friend. Our forefathers believed God. They believed God, friend. They, They loved God and they lived for God. God, uh, and they preached Him uh, and they praised Him uh, and they left us with a legacy of worship uh, and holiness uh, and pure religion undefiled before God. Friend, I'm not looking for a place to change roads. Amen. I'm not looking uh, for a place to recover. I'm not looking for a new way. Uh, I am uh, sticking uh, with God. Because why? Why would you do that, preacher? I am confident that the God who sent revival in those days uh, can still send revival in these days. If He's the same God, He don't need to change. We do. He looked at their rich heritage. Another thing he looked at in verse number 21, I noticed. He looked at their royal helper. Now the scripture says, And Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, but God shall be with you. But God shall be with you. He's talking to Joseph here, and Jacob is dying, and and, and in that he's reminded Joseph uh, that God will not forsake his people. Friend, you've been grafted in. Uh, We are his people too. Uh, I'm not replacing Israel with a church. Uh, We'll never do that. Uh, Hallelujah. Those wicked people that do are wrong. Uh, We are to rightly divide the word of truth. uh, And that's what I'm trying to do. And he will walk with them. uh, And the Lord will stand with them uh, until we leave this world from heaven. Uh, That's what God's going to do, friend. Uh, And we live uh, with that same exact promises today. Uh, And the scripture says, uh, Behold, I am with you uh, always, uh, even into the end of the world. Is that what it says? Oh, low, I am with you always, even into the... uh, He's not with you high, He's with you low. uh, That scripture. But I tell you the truth, friend. uh, It's here we are and we read this and He'll be with us. He's forever the same. Uh, He's never going to leave us. Uh, He's never going to forsake us. Uh, Think about it. God is with you all the time. Just think about that. He's watching over all you do. He's there to protect you. Uh, He's there to sustain you, encourage you, bless you, uh, and use you. Uh, God is our helper. He's a royal one. He's a king of kings, friend. Amen. You you know, I was thinking today, and I was talking to my wife, I was talking to my pastor, and this this is something. I know this is rabbit. Just let me catch it. Hold on one second. Here, here's, God has been so good to us. Wednesday night, excuse me, Sunday night, we're studying on Sarah. And in that study, we went back to Genesis chapter 22. Everybody remember that? Ah, time and Lord. Genesis chapter, maybe, maybe, remember I said, maybe she looked out the window 
Now, this is, this is eisegesis, not exegesis, okay? I, I'm not, this is my opinion, okay? Maybe she, lo- I'm not preaching it, but maybe she looked out the window and said, maybe she had the same question that Isaac said. Remember I said that? The only question that was, where is the lamb? Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Uh, where is the lamb? Maybe she had that same question, but she had enough faith. God, remember, God had already brought her through the conception, through the carrying. Uh, God had already brought her uh, um, through the childbearing. God had already brought, and now she's child carrying. Uh, where is the lamb? You know, that's a question you and I never had to ask. That's a question come to me. That's what come to my mind today. That's a question I've never had to ask. I've never had to ask, where is the lamb? I've never had to say, where is the lamb? But God has been there for me. You know, friend, the lamb sent a ram. And there he was. And friend, I tell you, one day, John the Baptist looked out the road of the river and he said, behold, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. We never had to look for a lamb. We never had to ask where the lamb was. The the lamb was already here. Hallelujah. He's a helper, friend. Royal helper. Then also I noticed in verse 21, and I'm, I'm done. Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die. But God shall be with you and bring you again into the land of your fathers. You know what else I noticed? I noticed that he looked at their redeeming hope. Amen, friend. One day, one day God would visit His people and He would deliver them from Egypt uh, and He would carry them home to Canaan uh, and that was their blessed hope, friend. Uh, We are in our blessed hope too, uh, looking for the glorious appearing of our Lord and Jesus Christ. uh, And friend, I tell you, our Lord is coming back for His people and the church is going to be out of here, as Brother Shane says. uh, The horn's going to toot and we're going to scoot. We're going to be out of this place. Uh, When we do, uh, the Bible says... uh, like a, uh, a shout uh, and the trump of God uh, shall come in the dead and Christ shall rise first and those which are alive and remain uh, shall be called up together to meet them in the clouds uh, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Uh, comforting one another with these words, friend. I tell you, he's going to be with us. You know, that's his promise. You believe that tonight? John chapter 14, verse number 1. The Bible tells us, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me and my Father's house and many mansions. Uh, if it were not so, I would have told you. I'd go to prayer place for you. And if I go. Well, and if I go, well, he went. I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. That's what he'll do. He's our redeeming hope. One day, friend. He's going to be the redeeming hope of Israel, too. He'll come through. He'll ride off of a white horse. We'll be behind him. I'm, a, I'm allergic to them things, friend, but I ain't going to be that day. Hey, man, I'll be in my perfected body and I'll be riding back in less. Well, never mind, I ain't going to get in that job. But I tell you is that uh, he's going to come back and he's going to stomp for the valley of Megiddo uh, and it's going to be the horse's bridles are going to be covered. Uh, it's going to be up there with blood uh, and he's going to stomp through that land. He's going to judge them uh, and everything's going to take place then. But the people of Israel, I know that's after by the way. I know that's right there. That's right there at that point. But I tell you the truth. It's going to be a thousand years before that. That valley of Megiddo, 
and that comes through, friend, there's going to be a salvation taking place. Man, there's so much that we could go to, but I praise God that I can remember some great things that the Lord has done in my life. I mean, some great things. I praise Him that I can look around today and I can see His hand at work in my life. I see Him in your guys' life too. And I bless His name that I have some promises that God has given us that we can rest upon tonight. And like Jacob, I can go to my death knowing that I have been blessed by the Lord. I pray you saved. I pray you can see the provisions of God. I pray you can look back at pictures that the Lord has given you some good things in the past. Pray you stand on the promises. Don't sit on the premises. Stand in the promises of God. And I tell you is that one day, one day he's coming back for us. And I'm thankful for that day. Are you? Amen. That's looking at what was, is, will be. Just thank you. You can stand to your feet tonight. Dear God, we love you. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to preach tonight to these dear folk. Thank you for the missionary family that's here tonight. Well, what a blessing they are. And what a blessing the people here tonight are. We ask you, God, to just help us, Lord, as we're going our way. We pray, God, that in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would uh, just continue being you. Lord, help us to continue to be in our, our places, Lord. Lord, and thank you for who you are, what you've done. God, where you've brought us from, God, you've been so good to us, Lord. I thank you for what you are and who you are. And I thank you for all you're going to do. Thank you, Lord, for what you haven't done. Lord, what we deserved, God. Lord, thank you for saving my soul from hell. Thank you for these dear folk. Pray, God, you keep everybody safe if they depart here tonight. Lord, bring us back in the next appointed time. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for listening.